This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to Deep Waters. I am George Jakovic alongside champions and Hall of Famers. We got the Hall of Famer, Timothy Bradley, and the ESPN analyst, Timothy Bradley, and the champions, Pauli Malinaji and Chris Algieri. Guys, it's Deep Waters today. We're talking about Ryan Gar- Garcia. Ryan knocked out Oscar Duarte in the eighth round Saturday night. Tim Bradley, I'm going to start with you. If you didn't watch this fight and you just looked at the, the headlines and didn't read anything, you'd say, Wow, you know, um, Ryan knocked out a guy that had never been knocked out in eighth round. Seems like a pretty good comeback win. But um, what I'm gathering is that there seem to be a lot more questions about Ryan Garcia than answers following this fight. So I want to get your take on Garcia's performance. Well, I got I got a lot of answers. Um, it's the opposite for me um, because one of the things that I did see from Ryan Garcia is I saw adjustments. You know, that was one of the knocks that I had on him leading into the fight. I wasn't sure if he's able to make adjustments because I'd never really seen him make adjustments throughout the course of the fight. He fought one way. He would come forward. He would look to land the left hook, and that was it. I saw balance this time as well. I mean, starting out, I mean, he was using his jab. He was moving laterally, side to side. He would come forward. Uh, he slowed down his pace as well. Uh, he just wasn't out there just throwing combinations, throwing combina- uh, caution to the wind. He was actually trying to set up his punches. Uh, and landing shots, um, you know, so I, I got more answers than I did uh, questions. However, one of the things that I that I did see um, during the fight was was him turning his back. Some kind of, I don't know, I, I wouldn't call it a shoulder roll. Uh, <laughs> more like a back turn. It was a back turn. People, I'm going to tell you this right now. When you have someone back turn like that, like I did that, I remember like my first sparring session. In my first sparring session, I did that. I turned my back on my opponent, you know, because I was green. I had no clue of how to fight in the ins- on how to fight on the inside. How old were you, Tim, when that happened? How old? Were I, was, you? I was ten years old. I was ten years old. You know, okay. I, I, you know, I haven't seen that since I was ten years old. You know, a guy, a fighter in the ring, turning his back. Although I have seen in the past, I have seen uh, Ryan do it in the past as well, but not as much as he did it in this fight. That's going to have to change. Um, he's put his, He puts himself in a bad position most of the time, turning his back. Um, I have to say the referee did a terrible job and not warning them. I mean, I think he probably warned him once or twice. But, you know, he was he was warning Duarte for hitting behind the head. Well, stop turning your back. Stop turning your back. But all in all, uh, Ryan Garcia, he landed his signature shot, which is the left hook. I knew he was going to land that shot sooner than later. Uh, once Duarte wore down a bit, 
But good performance, not a great performance, but good performance and a great finish by Ryan Garcia. Chris, um, Tim saw a guy that made some adjustments. What what did you see in the fight? I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say he wasn't. He made adjustments, but he came out with a jab this time. The first two rounds, I was I was like, okay, these are these are some adjustments that I could definitely see that Derek James is is having an effect on the training. Came out with, a, with an authoritative jab, like like Tim said, he was showing some lateral movement and he looked pretty good doing it, especially early on. But then he started to fall apart. As the rounds went on, got away from the jab a little bit, started going towards the money punch that that left hook, and turning his the turning his back thing is weird. You know, I, I think the whole world is talking about that, especially fighters, because we see that. And just like Tim said, a guy you don't see that even at the mid level, let alone higher level guys. So that that's a really weird thing. And, and Derek James literally, I, I he said, "Don't do that again. Don't ever do that again." And it's funny because Ryan said, "I was working on I was I was working on some things with the shoulder roll," but he also said that. You know, being in the ring with Duarte was scarier than fighting Tank. So if you're in a guy, you know, a guy that you're scared of his shots or you're, or you're worried about his power, um, I hate the word scared, but I'm using his word. Um, you know, if you're worried about a guy's punch, you're going to try things. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he was trying a shoulder roll out. I think that he was just caught in a very uncomfortable positions uh, with Duarte, which is funny because Duarte wasn't throwing a lot of punches either. I mean, if a guy's turning his back, I, I'm, I'm letting my hands go. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because the ref was warning him and he felt he felt handcuffed. I don't know. I don't care. Guy turns his back on me. I'm, I'm blasting him everywhere I can. And that, that's that's just what a fighter would do. Duarte wasn't putting that much pressure, especially with combinations or with, with actual fists, um, which that was a little odd to me, too. And uh, listen, we, we we spoke about this fight in depth last week. And I, you know, I, I saw this as a as a handpicked opponent, tailor made for Ryan style. The left hook was going to be there. And it was. And he found it. But Duarte did so little early on. It didn't allow many opportunities for for Ryan. And that's why I like Ryan went to his jab. All right, the guy's not giving me the left hook. I'm not going to be able to step back and counter him like like we thought we would be able to. So I'm going to get my jab a little bit. I, I liked seeing that. I just didn't like that he got away from that. I think he could have done that all night long. I would have been way more impressed with Ryan's performance. He went out there and jabbed all night long and went out there and, and showed that movement. Because listen, at the highest level, with these guys at 140, these, these sharks that are circling the tank, that left hook's not going to be the only punch you can throw. You've got to be able to jab a little bit. You've got to be able to box. And I think Ryan has the size and athleticism to do that, but he, he this was a fight where he could have really shown that. And to me, he just didn't stick to it. And that that gives me a lot of answers. Like you said, you know, there is there are there questions? I don't know if there's so many questions that come to the fight, but I got a lot of answers in terms of where he fits in with the 140 pound division and with the guys that we have. And we're going to talk more about that, I'm sure, as we go on. But yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> it's a win, it's a get back. I understand it. But in terms of, you know, uh, the kind of performance that's going to get everybody thinking that, yeah, but let's get this guy in with the top dogs. I'm not so sure that that's, that's what this performance did. Yeah. Um, you know, first off, uh, I'll talk about the, the, the jab adjustment. Listen, uh, Javante Davis is a southpaw. It's a lot harder to jab on southpaws. Um, so I, I'm not surprised that you didn't see any jabs really against Javante Davis. In <laughs> spots and other fights, like in the Emmanuel Tago fight and stuff like that, I've seen Ryan Garcia jab. A jab from Ryan Garcia – it's something that he's had. It's just not that he, he just doesn't use it consistently like he should. And uh, I, that's what I noticed in this fight, too. He came out jabbing, and like the champ Chris said, you know, he kind of went away from it afterwards. It's there, a guy with his height and his um, 
His physical stature should always use the jab. He should use it uh, in, in, with some versatility. As far as the quote-unquote shoulder roll, turning his back, he doesn't have a style where you do that anyway, so I don't know what he's working on because he's kind of a, he's, his body language in the ring is a little bit stiff. You know, like guys who shoulder roll are very, very fluid. And that's not, to, that's not a criticism on Ryan as far as a, body, a stiff body style, uh, body language, because, you know, he sets up his hook off of that. You know, he, different guys uh, have a different body language in the ring, and then they can still be effective. But I don't think the shoulder roll, uh, he, his body language has the fluidity to be able to use the shoulder roll. Although maybe against certain kind of opponents, he can use it. I remember Oscar La Jolla was using the shoulder roll when he fired Floyd Mayweather Sr., and, uh, you know, even it looked a little awkward, but he did make it work against certain level of opponents. Now, Ryan, though, you know, that, that was like a poor man's shoulder roll because, like, like you guys are saying, I mean, he's basically turning his back. I think Ryan still has to rub off the, the, the moniker of this YouTuber pretty boy look and, 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 and really try to get it down in the mud. I thought he had rubbed it off in the Luke Campbell fight. When he got dropped off, when he got dropped hard, and then he got up and got one by knockout, I thought the kid turned the corner. I personally thought, like, okay, this kid turned the corner tonight. He showed me he's got a fighter in him. But what I've noticed since that, he's actually become more timid about these kind of things since then. I think that experience of being dropped made him so scared that he never wants to experience that kind of pain again or that kind of thing again. As a matter of fact, when he was panicking against Javante Davis, he ends up basically quit. You know what I mean? Like when the, when the heat got too, when it got too hot in the kitchen. So I'm not sure, while usually coming back with a knockout win over when you got dropped like that against a guy like Luke Campbell, it usually makes you turn a corner. I think what I've, what I've noticed now in hindsight being 2020, I think Ryan Garcia has actually gone backwards mentally since then. He doesn't mm -hmm. want to be in that kind of fight. He wants to avoid it at all costs to, to, to wind up in that kind of situation, even to the point where he won't look good. Now, I've gone into, uh, uh, in, on my own channel, uh, on Poly TV. I went into the fact that, you know, if he had not criticized Shakur Stevenson's performance, I really wouldn't be criticizing this. You have a tailor-made opponent. You got a guy who comes right at you, which is what you want when you're trying to come back from a loss, right? You want a guy who comes right at you so you can work on different things. To a degree, I think Ryan Garcia worked on different things. Uh, but like, 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 like Chris was saying, Duarte doesn't really throw any punches on the way in, and that was also said on the broadcast. He's one of these guys. There are guys who know how to punch their way into range, and then when they get into range, they know how to finish the job with a nice combination or whatever. But knowing how to negotiate range and punching your way into range in a disguised way is a, is a skill in and of itself. And Duarte is one of those guys. He needs to get to you first, and then you need, he needs to punch. Well, guys like that, I mean... I was a jabber in my career. When, God, when, I, when I fought guys like that, it, 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 was, it was physical work because they're always coming forward, but it's easy as pie as far as keeping them, keeping them at the range you want because your jab will kill them, you know? So Ryan should have stayed with a consistent jab the whole time. I, I guess he wanted to go to other punches and whatnot, and, what, and whatnot, but nonetheless, I still think a guy like Duarte was giving you the same look all the time. There's things you can work on, more explosive combinations, uh, creative punches, and all this other stuff, you know, instead of being so timid. Listen, bro, if he had not... Uh, uh, criticize Shakur Stevenson for looking timid against a much, much better opponent. Let's say a much better opponent. I mean, Duarte is tailor-made for anybody who can actually box, you know? But, uh, so he hadn't, if he hadn't criticized Shakur for, for looking the way he did against a much, much better opponent, then I could actually almost forgive this performance from Ryan because he's working on things, he's doing things, and, and, and I'd still want to see psychologically where he's at in the future because I still don't believe that he wants to be in these tough fights. But because of that tw tw Twitter fingers trolling, one of the best fighters on the planet right now. I mean, that's mind-boggling that you came out and fought a guy who is basically 
Because basically, we could get them down the street making them sandwiches and now and, and bring them into the ring. But now, and, and I'm sorry, bro, but Duarte gives you the effort, but he's basic as it gets. I'm sorry, dude. He's, he's a guy who he's a, he's a basic sparring partner in any gym in America. You know what I mean? Even his knockout record, it's against average opposition. So you don't even know if he actually can punch that hard. So, I mean, and his loss is against average opposition, right? So, so I mean, I, I, and I didn't even see Duarte really that hungry. Like, he didn't look at, he didn't take this as the moment for, for his life, right? Because this is the moment of your life. And, and Chris said it. If, if the ref's warning you, so what? If the guy's turning his back, punch, punch, punch. You're going to get your, if you lose a point for hitting Ryan on, on, when he's turning his back like that, you're going to, it's Ryan who's going to get criticized by the media and the ref who's going to get criticized by the media. In the end, what happened? You lost anyway. You might as well go for it, man. It's, it's the moment of your life. Life throws you these kind of moments. You can count them on one hand, the, the amount of times life will throw you these moments. You've got to take advantage of them. And for me, Duarte also showed mentally where he, where he felt his level is at. Duarte is physically a mediocre fighter, but mentally he was a mediocre fighter because he never really went for it on the night of his life. Talking Ryan Garcia. I'll let you go in one second, Tim. I'm just reminding people to download, download the app, click on the link. You get boxing talk like this every day. Tim, I know you want to respond. Um, I want to ask a question before you do that and about Duarte, because since we're talking about Duarte now, Duarte was very critical of Ryan Garcia, called him Queen Garcia. He said he quit against a Tank. Um, but let's let's be honest here. I mean, what fighter gets up at 9.5? The ref was counting in his face, and he got up at 9.5. A lot of fighters have said that that he quit. Tim, um, I know you have a point to make, but since we're talking Duarte, I wanted to throw that out there. Well, I can just tell you this to answer your question. I don't I don't think he quit. Um, I went back and I watched the watched the knockdown. Um, Duarte was was starting to fatigue. He was starting to get tired. Uh, you know, he was having a hard time. He was getting frustrated mentally because, you know, all the movement, he couldn't catch up with uh Ryan Garcia. And as soon as Ryan caught him on that temple, man. His legs, he never was able to gather his wits about him. You know, he wasn't able to clear his head. Um, the referee was directly in his face. I mean, he was so close to him and counting in his face that there's no way he could miss the count at all. Um, so he had to be hurt. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but what I wanted to do was I wanted to talk about what Polly was saying. Um, mentally, how does a fighter get to that place? Well, it takes another fighter to get him to that place. So, you know, Ryan Garcia, I mean, he started off strong, strong with the jab. Yes, he got countered a few times over the top with the right hand with the jab, sometimes with the left hook with, with the jazz. He was throwing a jab and he got away from the jab because Duarte was trying to basically take that away. Duarte was coming forward, applying pressure, moving in, moving in on him. So he decided that, hey, I'm going to stand, try to stand my ground. And the only way that he knows how to do that is, is to do that crazy, ugly shoulder roll to stay close and try to smother the work of Duarte. That's what he was trying to do, smother the work. So then Derek James brought back to the corner. He did that for a few rounds and he said, hey, I need you to pick up your feet, move. This guy cannot fight while you're moving, while you're moving. He doesn't, you know, he needs his feet to be set, which is right. And and, and he was able to follow that. But to what I'm trying to say is, is that Polly, what, what Ryan Garcia was hitting him with is what made this guy timid. Ryan Garcia, whether you like it or not, this dude got speed. He got punching power. I mean, his accuracy is, 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 was there as well. I mean, he was landing some killer shots on Duarte, and Duarte was taking them like nothing. I mean, he was taking those shots, you know. But what made him hesitant to continue to throw was the movement, one, of Ryan Garcia, and two, he was scared what was going to come back. 
That's why. Tim, that's the reason why. But he Tim, he's also shot. a guy who's had this problem in other fights. I've watched. We watched the videos going into this fight, so we could talk about the fight. Duarte was never a guy who punched his way into range. He was always a guy who had to get to you and then punch. He just faced more limited opposition. So against his other opposition, they allowed him to get into range. A better fighter like Ryan. We're not. No, nobody's nobody's taking away Ryan's ability as far as being a better fighter than what Duarte's fought before. So a better fighter will see that and say, okay, I'll, I just got to control range against this guy, and he won't. He won't really get off. Now, the punching power also will make you timid, of course, but the fact that you're not a guy who punches unless you get into range, was already that was already a habit that he has. Also, I'm never afraid to, for, to criticize myself, all right? That, that, that was people, for, for people out there, when I deny something, it's because it really didn't happen the way, it, the way people say it is, okay? Because I'll, I'll criticize myself if I have to. I'll tell you a story, man. Chris knows this because Chris worked with me my last, my last fight of my career. I'll tell you why this guy quit, okay? Because it brings back things in my life, okay? Last fight of my career. I'm in, a, I'm in a, a fight, in a tougher fight than I should have been against a guy that, you know, at this point th showed my level. I, I was not at a world-class level. Sam Magnitude was pretty good. He actually ended up winning a European title after, um, you know, IBO world title, that level. But again, a level that I should have beaten. Anyway, I'm in a tough fight. The pace is getting hot and heavy because Eggington was a pressure fighter. And I'm slightly up in the fight, and I get hit with the body shot that hurts me, okay? Body shot definitively hurt me. And I remember I went down from the body shot. And as the count is going, at a, I thought I wasn't, I thought I wasn't going to recover. At about eight, I'm telling you, the pain goes away, bro. I could have popped up really If I popped up really fast, I would have beat that count, okay? But you know what's going through my mind? I only got a second or two to think about it in that moment because, you know, the pain goes away. Now, now you're, at, you're at eight already. If you're going to make a decision, you got to get up right there. I said to myself, I'm tired, man. I was like, this guy's now, he's dropped me. Now the, now the fight's even closer. And then now, now this guy's gonna bring it to me the last few rounds. He's younger than me. He's I gotta I'm gonna have to withstand this storm. Do I really want to? And that's when I knew I was done. That's why I retired after that fight. Because I made a choice that I could never make before. Now, Oscar Duarte could have got up. Okay. He just didn't want to face what was happening. Because like you said, Tim. Ryan was starting to land those shots. It's only going to be more uphill for you there. And in order to win that fight, you got to go to him. You got to go towards that storm. You got to face that firepower and you got to try to win that fight. The opposite, 10 years before when I'm fighting Miguel Cotto, I'm behind in the fight. And I remember getting up for around about eight or nine. I still remember looking across the ring at this guy and being like, damn. I got to go after this guy right now. Like, I got to try to win this fight. And I do not want to go after that guy. That's the hardest punching guy I ever fought in my life. And I look at him and I say, all right. I was like, uh, I was like uh, Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon when they were talking about Jet Li, when they were talking about <laughs> when they go back, and Danny Glover's like, all right, let's go, ahead, let's go back after him. I was thinking out of my mind with Cotto. I was like, damn. I was like, all right, well, I got to go after him. So, so I went after him, you know? But what I'm saying is Duarte is at the point in his career where he's supposed to be going after Ryan after getting dropped, bro. He's not supposed to be making the choice like, I don't want to face this. Bro, what are you doing then? What are you doing? That's the moment of your life. It's finally there. You're finally at the night of your life, and this is what you're doing? This is the choice you make? He would have got more respect. He would have took the L anyway, but he would have got more respect. And you know what? He would have let us learn a little bit more about Ryan Garcia's progress. We, we didn't get this. Chris, what do you think? To, to, to both your points, actually, uh, I agree and disagree with both you guys. I, I think, yeah, a lot of it was, was you know, Ryan's ability, his speed, his his lightning quick reflexes, his power, which is very, very real, even at 140. Um, and I hate throwing around the Q word, but to me, Duarte quiet quit. And he quit before he got in there. And I think all the glitz and the glam leading up to the fight, I think all the attention, I think the fact that he's fighting this budding superstar type fighter, um, I think it got to him, man. And I think that, like you said, Paul, I, I, 
if he would have went after him, he would have had a much easier time. It, it was, I, I, you use your career, I'm going to use my career. Fighting Amir Khan. If I stay on the outside and box with Amir Khan, I would have cut, I would have cut to shreds. It would have been a lot of work and it would really hard, but the guy was just too fast. But I decided to go after him. And that's the difference. That's what, that's the mindset of a fighter. I knew that was going to be really hard to go after him for 12 rounds, but I did it. And I started in round one and I didn't stop until round 12. And I went after him because, listen, if I stay on the outside, I'm, I'm quiet quitting because I can't win that way. They're not going to give me the rounds, and the guy is just way too fast, so I have to go after him. Duarte did not make that decision. He did not make the decision where, all right, if I'm going to win this fight, this is a really hard fight for me to win. This guy is super fast hands. This guy hits really hard. He's definitely the favorite. I'm brought in for this. The only way for me to, to get to make this fight happen is to get in there and throw, and hey, listen, I get caught, I get stopped, whatever. You got stopped anyway. You got stopped anyway. Might as well go out there trying to trying to win. I, so for me, it was a quiet quit before, before the fight even started. He didn't make that decision to go out on his shield. He didn't make that decision to give himself an opportunity to win because that style that he fought wasn't winning that fight, no matter what. And nice. to me, Ryan, yeah, he flashed those jab like you said, Tim. He's very, very dangerous, but come on, man. You got to go for it. Look, man, how did you guys have the fight before, did it? I mean, I thought it was close. I thought I thought, I thought, thought Duarte was in the fight, you know, because getting, he, he was pressing forward. But he, but he wasn't getting he, off enough. He wasn't doing any damage. Look, look, he was pressing forward. He was putting that pressure but on him. this ain't follow the leader, was, Tim. This ain't follow the leader. But, but what, what happened was, was the switch, the adjustment that was made by Ryan when he started using his feet and moving around the ring. Now, Ryan wasn't throwing a whole lot of punches. But that was tiring out Duarte. He was chasing him down, trying oh, yeah. to chase him that's down, what, trying that, to Well, that's why him. I think mentally he started to quit. He didn't want to deal with that. He and didn't so, want to deal with it so, Yeah, and I agree. But then, but then, how did Duarte get knocked out? Duarte got knocked out from a, for, from attacking. That's what he, he got knocked out from. He was coming forward trying to attack. I agree, Tim. I think he was trying to right hand. I agree, Tim. That's, right that's why he says, I don't want to get up and deal with this. He didn't. He got knocked down. He wasn't knocked out. He quit. He got knocked down because of that, but he wasn't knocked out. He quit. At that point, he quit because he's got to get up realizing, I got to go back and do this if I want to win this fight. I don't want to go back and do this if I want to win this fight because look what just happened to me when I tried to do this to try to win this fight. He made that choice. Look, when he got clipped with that first left hook, and his legs did a little, a little wiggle wobble like that. And it, then he got hit with shots after that. He got hit hard with shots after that too. Very well placed shots. It it was a wrap. It was a wrap after that. And you know, you know what? I'll give it to you guys. I, you know, because I respect you guys' opinion, and I know you guys watch this shit just the way I do. You watch it closely, and you can see guys reacting. I think it could be a little bit acquitting him, but I, I'm telling you that shot that Ryan landed on him. Nobody said it was wasn't a good shot. In, that shot no. right there, guys, was brutal. Was a and, brutal shot on the temple. And bro. Tim, George, I said that to you that night because you're like, did he quit? I'm like, oh, he was hurt. His legs were definitely hurt. He got hurt. He got hit with a big shot. No doubt about it. But I, I think I think two things can be right at the same time. I think you both can be right about this. I mean, yeah, there's a little, there's a little bit of quitting and there's some injury, and that's that's why I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to play it's, up both it's, you guys. It's I think you're both right. It, it's a contact sport. You're gonna you're gonna get hit. You're gonna get hurt. It doesn't mean every time we get hurt, we we stop fighting. I mean, we've all been hurt in fights where we didn't stop fighting. We've all been hurt in fights where I think we've won. You know, what I mean, I've been hurt in fights where I, where I ended up winning. You know, so it's like it's a contact sport. Just because you got hurt, just because you got hurt, isn't always grounds for the fight ending. You know, that that's part of why yes. the sport it becomes amazing to the fans too. But before we move on, um, I I did have a question about something that Tim um we talked about his not the shoulder roll but the back turn. But Tim, I want to ask uh, you first, and I want to go around the horn because you said he might have been doing that because he wanted to smother Duarte. But 
uh, in the post-fight press conference, Garcia said he was asked about that shoulder roll back turn. He said, no, Derek James never, we never worked on that. And he said, stop doing that stuff. Stop it immediately. So my question as a fan to you is, and to all three of you, start with you, Tim. When a fighter starts to work on new things and does it poorly, where's that coming from? Is he not confident? Is he just trying to find something that'll work? I, I, I'm asking you to put yourself in Ryan's head, but you're a fighter. Um, why do you think he would do something like that that he admitted he didn't work on in training? Look, you're not. If you think that you're going to go to a coach and he's just going to magically just change your style, like in one training camp, it's not going to happen. It takes two, literally two years for you to like start adjusting and, and evolving, you know, into that new style. So, you know, this comes from the past. What he did, it comes from the past. It was the pressure that Duarte was putting on him. You know, he couldn't slow down that pressure. He was getting countered here and there with big left hooks, right hands over the top, occasional body shots. He stopped using his jab and then Duarte started coming through that front door and was closing on him fast. So he felt that he had to stand his ground for a little bit, you know, stand my ground. Don't move back too far, too, too much. I don't want to tire myself out. And he resulted to turning his back. So when you turn side, sideways like that, he basically was shrinking in his target zone. That's basically what he was doing. He was shrinking in his target zone. But the problem is, is that he's giving his back. He's turning his back like a scary cat. Like, you know, that's what a scary, like a scary person to do. They'll turn their back like that, you know? Ryan Garcia has done that in the past. I've seen him do it in previous fights. He done that in the past in certain situations, and it was always under pressure. So now the next step for Coach Derek James is is to get him, try to get him up out of that bad habit because the pressure is going to come. That's how you beat Ryan Garcia. I don't know if you guys saw that, but pressure, pressure, pressure. If you can take his shot, if you can avoid the big punch. Big left hook and a big uppercut or the right hand. If you can avoid any of his kill shots, and if you can get him inside and you can rough him up, you can pound him down to the body, and you can get him in that in that type of position, you can beat him. It's that simple. You know, a guy like Matias will murder Ryan Garcia. A guy like Regis Progray will murder him. You know, I, I, I would say even go as far as Devin Haney, because Devin Haney, we've seen Devin Haney march forward and put pressure on guys too, will beat him. So Ryan Garcia, is he a player at 140? One guy he can beat, one champion he can beat. And that's Roley Ramirez. And he called out the weakest champion. I don't know if he can beat him, man. I don't know if he can beat him, Tim. That's a good fight. I don't know if he can beat him. I don't him. know either. I don't <laughs> know if he can beat him. Because Roley got, hand, Roley got hands, bro. Roley, Roley can punch a little bit. Roley will make you uncomfortable. Too, though. He's a tough but, guy. Bro, but listen to me. That check hook from Ryan Garcia... Well, some smack rolling. Yeah, yeah. I see the same. I see the same thing. Javante hit him with with his shot too. I get it. But you know, you do get better from that. You do adjust from that. Also, you do know it's coming when you're preparing for Ryan Garcia. You do know you got to watch for that shot. I don't know, bro. Roley's uncomfortable himself. They, listen, you, Roley's a legitimate world champion. He got a major world title, you know, in a tough weight class, in a weight class full of talent. You know what I mean? Like that's not easy to do. And he can punch a little bit. I don't know, man. Man, that old man, that old man was whooping his behind. <laughs> but Barroso, bro, hey, and Chris can attest. Chris can attest to this. Barroso was in fought on some star boxing shows in New York. Yeah. I saw Barroso stop uh, Kevin Mitchell in uh, uh, in, in England back in, in the England, day. Yep. When Mitchell was a major contender in the lightweight division. Bro, Barroso was always a major puncher. He was completely mismanaged, completely mishandled in his whole career. Barroso was always a dangerous guy. When they replaced Barroso, when they replaced the opponent with Barroso, I was like, bro, this is gonna be a tough. 
fight. If, if Barosha, unless Barosha is a complete grandfather, it's going to be a tough fight. Barosha was always, always mismanaged and mishandled. That dude used to be able to really, really fight and could always punch. It's just he's old and he was mismanaged and mishandled. Don't let that fool you about Roly. But Roly's a weird guy, man. Roly's a weird fighter. But he's a, he's a fighter nonetheless, man. It's a good fight. It's, I, I would want to watch the fight. I think that's the title fight that interests me the most because you got to put Ryan in a big, high-profile fight because he's a big name. I'd like to see that fight. I, I, I'd want to see it. But oh, if I'm Ryan Garcia, one last thing. If I'm Ryan Garcia, instead of doing all this shoulder roll crap and all this stuff, watch guys of the past that had your body frame and how they fought. Watch Salvador Sanchez. Watch Oscar De La Hoya, your own promoter. Early career Oscar De La Hoya, your own promoter. That's how you got to fight because his body Arguello, language Ricardo is like that. Lopez. It's a little stiff. All that shoulder roll crap doesn't work. Watch guys with that body frame and how they fought, how they put together. Because Ryan is basically Oscar De La Hoya if Oscar was retarded. You're going to cut that out. But in reality, <laughs> he's not as good as Oscar de la Hoya. You know what I'm saying? So he's got to get better, but he's got the look, the physical presence, the, 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 the you know, he, he can be the ladies guy. He's got money. He's, he makes headlines. He, dude, you got, the, you got it right there in front of you, man. Just go do it. Stop with the shoulder roll crap. You're not Floyd. Chris, Chris. Um, so, so he called out, um, he called out Roley. Um, Two things. Well, one, I did see a post-fight. I saw later that night, Roley gave an interview with, uh, I think, Fight Hype. And he said, yeah, he, he'll take the fight. He, th he thinks he would, knock, uh, he would knock Ryan out in 25 seconds. So that was his take. Who knows when he's going to fight? He's got some kind of an injury. Um, we don't know what. But, Chris, isn't, isn't this, I mean, Ryan's been criticized for calling out Roley. But isn't that the smart guy to call out if he still has all these deficiencies in the ring? If he wants to become a champion, isn't Roley not saying he can beat Roley, but isn't that the smart guy to call out? Well, no, it's it's the only it's the it's only path to getting a title at 140. Because the other the other guys who have the, have the belts, you got guys like Matias and and Devin Haney and Progre and 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 Tiafimo Lopez. I just don't. I, Ryan's not at that level. He's not at that level. Not that he won't get there, but he's certainly not there now. And he and he showed that this past weekend. But Roley, Roley's not on their level either. So. That fight does make sense, and it is it is the path to to a title for for Ryan, um, and it's a winnable fight. I don't think it's a walkover by any means. I think I think Roley actually has a good chance to win that fight because of his physicality. The kids the kids tough, and he's physical, and he fights physical. He he launches himself across the ring. He pushes guys over. It, that, that that style could give Ryan trouble, especially if he's not able to stick to the jab. Um, and Champ Paulie, to your your point about the body type. It's funny this this weekend. I really I was looking at role at uh, at uh, Garcia. And I'm like, man, he does look like De La Hoya right now. Like physically, he's got the very similar build. I'm like, man, but we, you know what De La Hoya had had great a good jab, man, a hard, solid, piston like jab. That thing was a machine punch, pound, 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 pound. And then obviously his hook was the knockout punch. But he always set it up, man. He had a he had a jab first. You give Ryan a jab, forget it. He has a consistent jab, and he has a piston shoulder jab. That kid, that kid's hard to deal with because he's got the physicality, he's got the power, he's got the speed, he's he's got the judge of distance. He doesn't have De La Hoya's footwork either, but these are the things that you can work on. But with with Ryan, I think all of us are so intrigued by him because he's so physically gifted and talented, but he has a lot of deficiencies that all stem from work in the gym. When you're when you're doing TikTok videos in your living room with your brother instead of hanging out in the gym around around studs and killers it's very difficult to get to the highest level of technical uh technical ability and that's what ryan needs 
if he's going to tangle with these other guys at 140. Because 140 is the deepest division in the world. It's the best division in the world. For him to, to, to snatch a title from one of those guys, he's got a lot of work to do in the gym. But that being said, Roley is a guy that I think Ryan could beat. So it was smart of him to call him out. And we're going to wrap this up shortly, but I just want to touch on one more thing. You know, uh, we made a big thing about um, what well, the boxing world did. The Ryan Garcia beef with Golden Boy Promotions. It happened all week. After the fight, Ryan didn't mention it, but his stance seemed to have softened. Uh, he talked about God and um, wanting peace in his life. And I did see a post-fight interview with Oscar that they did as he was leaving the arena. And he mentioned uh, Ryan's future. And he said he looked forward to being his promoter for years to come. So, Tim, um, was this all just fooling us? Something to talk about? Um, what, what are your final thoughts on the, the relationship with Ryan and Golden Boy? I'm going to tell you this. I, I think it's, I think it was just more to, to, to build to promotion. I, I don't think ticket sales are doing that great. So, you know, both these guys are trying to, you know, try to build this fight or, or make this fight, you know, something because not a lot of people thought that Duarte had a chance to beat Ryan Garcia. So tickets weren't doing so well, you know, um, I think, I think there was a little bit of truth to, to what everybody said, um, to what, you know, Bernard said about, about Ryan, De La Hoya said about Ryan. And I think the same thing about what Ryan said about those two. I think there's some truth there. Um, we've always known that they're, they've had a somewhat of a sour relationship. Um, the fact that, you know, Ryan was successful in this, this, this part, you know, in this fight, I think it's going to help their relationship in some way. Um, and, and the only reason why is because everybody's making money, you know, at the end of the day, everybody is making money. Um, Ryan said what he needed to say. He got it off his chest. Now he's moving on. He's not wanting to hold the grudge, which is good. And Golden Boy, they they understand that this is business. And, you know, moving forward, I think that their relationship should get a little bit better um, now that they've communicated and they know where each guy stands, you know, and and moving forward, it should it should it should get better for, for I think the whole the whole crew. Absolutely. Not, nothing changes the mood like a nice win. Everybody's happy after exactly. a nice win like that. You know what I mean? Yep. So Ryan still won. Yes, there's talk about this. You know, where does he go? The criticism, the the accolades. Yeah, you know, that's what we're here for. We got we we bring up a lot of talking points. But nonetheless, from within the team, a nice win always pushes away the the dirt underneath the rug. For now, for now, <laughs> until the next issue comes up. You know, but for now, a nice win puts everything under the rug. I will go back to Roley one second though because. I don't necessarily think Ryan beats Roley. He may beat Roley. I like this fight because it's a good competitive fight. You know, I don't know that Ryan would, would be competitive against those other guys. And that's why I like the fight. We want to watch good competitive fights here, right? At Pro Boxers, we're always like, well, the best competitive fight and a world title fight for Ryan because I think Ryan is popular enough and, and is in demand enough where you kind of got to put him in a title fight, right? And he's good enough to be able to handle a title fight. But I don't know if he can win a title fight. Against Roley, it's his best chance, but that doesn't necessarily mean he wins that title fight. It's a good fight. It's a, it would be a competitive fight. It would be a, some good trash talking because Roley's one of the best at trash talking. I, I, whether you think he's corny or not, that dude is funny. And he'll make a promotion. One of the best, and best worst ever. Yeah, right. I mean, that dude is funny. You know what I mean? And, and, and Ryan will get into it too because Ryan will talk if you push him a little bit uh, as far as even the trash talk is concerned. I think it would be something to look forward to. And with the world title at stake, it would be, a, a, you know, there'll be a, a, a nice dangling carrot there for everybody to want to achieve. 
And of course, it will make for some great talking points. I think that's the best fight, and I'm not criticizing Ryan at all for calling out Roley. Whether whether everybody thinks Roley is the most winnable title fight for him or not, I think it's also the most competitive title fight for Ryan, and I want to see good competitive fights. And, I, and that would be a great competitive fight with a good storyline, and uh, uh, it would be a good fight. And commercially viable. That's a, that's yeah. a fight you can sell. That's a fun fight that's going to make money. It's going to so, sell itself. Yeah, I, Roley sells. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, guys, uh, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say about, about the promotional stuff. Um, it, you know, it's it's it pretty much what we talked about. We talked about this on, on Friday's show, so make sure you guys tune into ProBox TV. Um, get your subscribe today so you can see all this stuff. Get the date with us. We talk about all these things in detail all the time. And Tim, you're right, man. They they're, they were pushing it. They were pushing a narrative. They were pushing, trying to get people to get a little more excited about this fight. People are like, "Who's this Duarte guy?" Uh, we're here basically to, to tune in to see Ryan, but Ryan's going to win. So what what are we doing? Then the narrative comes out. Oh, they're pushing they're pushing Duarte to be the new guy. He's going to beat me. That was always that was always fake. That was just a, a talking point, a narrative. Um, there was no way they were, they wanted Duarte to beat uh, to beat Ryan. Ryan is so commercially viable. He makes so much money for these guys. And just like we said, if they have a win. Right afterwards, they're going to be arm in arm. We're going to be we're going to be promoters and and fighters for a very long time, just like De La Hoya said. Listen, that's that's that kid makes money. That kid makes money. You're you're not you're not going to not be on his side, especially if he's winning and moving on to the next thing. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're about to wrap this up. They weren't quite arm in arm. Bernard didn't show up to the post fight presser. He was there oh. for the early portion, but he wasn't there when Ryan was there. So. There was no surprise, but I want to get real quick thoughts from the three of you. Start with Tim. Ryan Garcia, um, his future at 140, can this guy become a champion? He's only 25 years old. I think there's still room for improvement. Um, can he become a champ? If he can't beat Roley Romero, he ain't going to ever be a world champion. Mm. Tim's not a fan of Roley Romero. Tim is not a fan mm. I think listen, I think he, I think he's I think he's good enough to be a champion. Will he be a champion? I don't know. Uh, at least a major world champion. I, I think he's I think he has the physical talent to be a, a major world champion. But I don't know if mentally he's there yet. I don't know if he's got, ever going to be there mentally. Uh, when you've got when you already have a cushy lifestyle like that and you haven't suffered and you've got to be willing to suffer. Because let's face it, and all of us know this, in order to be a major world champion, there's got, you got to be at least a little bit willing to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And, and, and you got to say that again to really understand. You've got to be willing to be comfortable to be uncomfortable because in major world title fights you're going to reach those uncomfortable moments where you're going to have to navigate them and they 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 are at that level i don't know that ryan has really a, a comfort zone when he's uncomfortable again we've seen him there's a question marks about turning his back the quote-unquote quitting against javanta davis and uh the really going out of his way to fight a non-contact style despite his punching power uh we'll see we'll see i think he can be a world champion but i don't know if he will be a world champion but I don't. I don't have as much criticism for Roley Romero. I think that's a good fight, and I and I and I. And I he may win and he may not win it, but I, I like to see it. Chris, uh, let's be honest. Ryan would be a world champion in a weight class that wasn't that wasn't as tough as 140 is because he is physically talented. The way that you said, uh, Paul, he's he's very very fast, very strong. He's big for the, every weight class he fights in. He moves up, and he's still the biggest guy in in in, in the ring. He's still he's still big for the weight class. Um, yeah, and he, and he is he is very talented, but he does lack a lot of a lot of things. And a, a number one thing, and this is the thing I talk about uh, with a lot of young fighters, the thing I really like to see in guys is discipline. And I just don't see that in Ryan in his preparations um, and the way that he is in the ring. That doesn't mean that he can't he can't find it. I love the fact that he's with Derek James. I think that was a very mature decision that Ryan made to put himself in an uncomfortable position to train 
with Derek and around those guys in that gym and to leave his home, leave LA and, and, and go and, and, and train in a real, real gym with a good gym culture. And I think that's something that gets overlooked a lot. The gym culture matters. Being around those lions matters. And I think Ryan doing that shows some maturity. So I don't think the story is closed on Ryan. I think his only chance to win a world title at 140 is through the Roly Romero route. But he's still young and is growing. He could end up at 147. And who knows? A lot of guys pick up titles along the way. So there's a good chance he'll be a world champion someday. But if it's going to happen anytime soon, it's going to have to be the Roly route. And other than that, I don't see him beating any of those guys at 140 right now. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before, before we go, before you go, George, George, I'm going to change my stance on that. I think that Ryan does have a chance. I, I really do think he has a chance because I, I forgot that he has that one thing, actually two things that a fighter usually don't get. You know, they don't have, they either get one or the other. They either have hand speed or they have the power. He has hand speed and he has power. So if he lands on any of these guys at 140, he has the punching power that can turn the lights out. So yes, Ryan has an opportunity to win a world championship. Even if he if he, it, beaten by beating Rosie Romero or any of the other guys, we 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 all agree he he has the potential to win a world title. But you know what makes you be able to take a better punch, a little bit better punch from a puncher like Ryan Garcia, knowing that if you push him just enough, he might quit. That will give you more and more belief in yourself. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that Ryan has this reputation where he's not so mentally stable in there, turning his back, possibly quitting, will make his punching power. Not so much more takeable because if you're out, you're out. But you'll want to get up and, and go after him a little bit more if you're at, if you're at that level. Listen, man, Roland Romero could become a star beating Ryan Garcia. Or Ryan Garcia becomes a bigger star winning a world title. Let's make that fight. I want to see it. Let's see it. The Ryan Garcia Express moves on. The Ryan Garcia soap opera moves on. I guess, you know, we'll see in the future what happens with him. Want to remind everyone, download the app because champions, I see champions all over this screen, a Hall of Famer. That's what you get every day with Pro Box TV. December 13th, we got the next Wednesday night fight card. Paulie and Chris calling the fights. We're going to get Tim down in Plant City one day soon so we can see these fights in person. Download the app. It's Christmas time. That's a perfect gift for the boxing fan. And guys, I want to remind you, Pro Box TV is your boxing channel. Yeah.